Did you know that there are five key biohacks to start to do right now to reduce your body's inflammation, to slow cellular aging, and of course, reduce oxidative stress status. I even just recently wrote a paper on this. Check out my recent research articles over at theschoolofradiance.com. Head on over to the research tab. And while you're there, be sure to book your one-on-one -on -one session with me, if you haven't yet already, for even more customized skin and rejuvenation guidance, as well as some biohacking and detox protocols that I personally do myself. Don't forget to check out my free 30-minute masterclass over at theschoolofradiance.com. Check out the freebie section, enjoy that video, and also enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello, my friends. I hope you are well. Today, I'm going to be talking about what happened to Demi Moore's face. This is all over the internet right now. And I wanted to share my take on kind of what's going on, you know, the seen and unseen aspects of potentially how Demi Moore's face has changed, including also her aging process and some things that I could recommend that you start to employ so that you can maybe avoid things like facelifts, which may dramatically alter your appearance quite quickly and noticeably. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Rachel Varga. I'm a board certified aesthetic nurse specialist with 10 years of experience providing rejuvenation treatments and teaching other physicians and nurses internationally. I'm also the executive board member for Plastic Surgical Nursing Journal. I write academic papers, peer reviewer, and I've performed about 20,000 rejuvenation procedures. So if you're new here, it's just important for me to share my credentials with you. And please go ahead and subscribe to the Facebook page and YouTube channel and hit that bell notification so that you know when I go live next. So this is going to be a completely different take on what I think that Demi Moore has had done because I not only looked at what a few different plastic surgeons were, were saying about her and what they speculated was going on in the background, but I also looked at some of the interviews that she had given on Good Morning America, some of her struggles of you know being a woman, going through menopause, being in Hollywood, and how I think that's actually really impacted her aging journey. And then we're going to kind of circle back around and I'm going to make some suggestions for you to help you avoid possibly needing to undergo dramatic things like a facelift by doing you know, being really on top of your at home and in clinic options and ways to kind of create a plan around that. All right. Everybody's wondering, has she had a facelift? Has she had injectables? Has she had facial threading? I would say probably yes to all of the above. When you take a look at Demi Moore, I'm not going to bring up a photo here. You can look at that after this call here. But she looks completely different. She has facial fullness, especially sort of in the nasolabial fold. Uh, I think there's probably been actually a little bit of migration of filler. I haven't heard anybody else talk about that. But when she is on, you know, the Paris Fashion Week at the Fendi show, her facial ratios were, were actually fairly distorted. So that's why when we look at her, we're like, why does she look so different from even just a year ago? I think there's a few things happening. I think that uh, possibly she's still healing from, say, a facelift and injectables. There could be some swelling. And when sometimes you're not feeling well, certain hyaluronic acid dermal fillers 
you're going to grab lots of water and actually create more facial swelling. And even things like eyelid surgeries, facelifts, neck lifts can take up to a year for residual swelling to go down. But sometimes we can see more swelling if someone, for example, is feeling unwell, their lymphatic system is compromised. Yes, all of those certainly play into account. And I'm not here to nitpick on Demi Moore. I'm here to give you my straight up honest opinion as to how you can avoid looking, you know, very different. We don't want to look well, actually, here we go. Let's go down this rabbit hole. Aging is going to make us look different. What we can do at home and in clinic can help to really preserve the way that we look and maybe slow down the aging process and maintain some of our collagen and elastin. And that's what I share here all the time on the Rachel Varga podcast and through over my hundred interviews with fellow physicians, nurses, functional medicine practitioners, naturopaths, you name it, because menopause is pretty brutal on the aging process. So let's dive into that right now. The impact of how we live going through menopause and Demi Moore actually really opened up in a couple of Good Morning America interviews, which is really, I, I like to see celebrities before I talk about them. I like to see them speak. I like to, you know, see if there's a sparkle in their eye, see if they have something called radiance, which is something that's really cultivated through your daily lifestyle practices. So she did actually, she, we want to celebrate this. She was sober for about 20 years and she opens up about this. And then in her, you know, forties, she had a divorce with Ashton Kutcher. She lost an unborn baby at six months in her forties. The emotional and hormonal impact of that alone is going to wreak havoc on someone's aging process. So I want everybody to just take a moment and just really honor Demi Moore as a woman <laughs> And it's got to be really tough being in the public eye and going through, you know, two divorces and all of that stuff, you know, addictions, we have no idea what is going on in the background with these individuals. And all of these things, the reason I'm mentioning it is because they have a profound impact on the aging process. Say, for example, you're living a lifestyle that, you know, you're drinking a lot, you're smoking a lot, you don't live in a clean environment with clean air, you're eating foods that aren't right for you. And then we enter menopause, we lose about 30% of our collagen from age 50 to 60, women's faces change shape three times faster than men's between the ages of 50 to 60. There is a published academic article actually proving that. And this is something I see actually a number of my clients in their 40s and 50s dating and being with partners that are a good 10, 15, 20 years younger than them. And you know what? I want to celebrate that because when women feel really good, they want to be around younger energy, and that can actually have a really nice impact. Um, but women go through some huge shifts in the, the time of menopause with hormones. So one of the things I do want to quickly touch on here is how can you maintain your youthfulness and embrace some of the natural aging process? When I look at Demi Moore from a year ago, before she, say, had another facelift, had more dermal fillers, had more neuromodulators and potentially things like threading, it really makes her look completely different. She's nearly unrecognizable, probably an upper lip lift. I'm not sure if I would agree that she had a brow lift or eyelid surgery. I think what 
uh, we see with her eyes and the lifting of her brows and her eyelids can actually be achieved with very skillfully placed neuromodulators. And you can check out some of my photos and, and a video on some of my before and after photos to actually highlight what we can do non-surgically. And I really encourage us to take this approach of, you know, really doing surgery as kind of like one of the last things and focusing on your skin health with really good skincare, getting some laser treatments in the mix, like, and also things like dermal rolling to help to promote collagen, then maybe injectables only if you have to, and then maybe a facelift or a neck lift if you feel like you have to, but, but you'll see that you notice that progression, right? That's a progression I recommend that you also look at as well. I see that that is kind of a way to approach aging process and getting rejuvenation treatments in kind of like the least invasive to the most invasive, only if you feel like you have to do it, right? And I've seen other YouTubers kind of speculate that she spent upwards of $120,000, you know, for Demi Moore to say, for example, have her face left and everything else that she may have had. I feel like that might actually be quite an overestimate. You know, I've heard YouTubers say that, you know, brow lift or blepharoplasty is going to cost $20,000. That's like really, really high and a hundred thousand dollars for face loan. I don't know if I necessarily agree with some of those price points. So just because you don't have cash to spend on surgeries doesn't mean that you can't look great and feel your best and exude radiance and joy and love and gratitude into the world. I am hoping that you are surprised by what I've said in this video. And sometimes we do need a little kick in the butt to get us out of that thought process of, oh my gosh, look at this celebrity, look what they've had done. You have no idea what is really impacting their aging process, body, mind, spirit, energy, all of that. And uh, she actually opened up in her childhood, she, she was actually raped. I mean, that's horrific, right? And for her to then go through that and be in Hollywood and have all those additional traumas that come along with that, of course, that's going to impact your aging process. And I really feel for her because she was probably really quite pressured to maintain her, her youth. She may have had people point out to her on her jawline, you know, Demi, maybe your jawline's looking a little saggy, you should do something about it. And y'all can just keep those, those suggestions and conversations to yourself. You have no idea the impact that clients share with me on, you know, someone said to me, oh, I look tired, you should do something about it. like, no, do not never say to anybody that they look tired or that they need to have anything done. Okay, very important. Stay in your own lane, guys, stay in your own lane. So how can you maintain your youthfulness and embrace some of the natural aging process? When you look at a woman in their 60s and they have some smile lines, some fine lines and wrinkles, they have expression, they're beautiful, right? You can almost sense that something from within is, is really kind of actually enhancing their beauty. That's what we want. And that's why you're here, because I'm going to help you cultivate that through various interviews and practices. What we don't want to do is end up in our 60s with not a wrinkle or a fine line or a brown spot on our face. Some of those fine lines and wrinkles are earned from, you know, glory days in the sun and, you know, smiling. But, but sometimes there are some things that can make us look a little bit sad, say, for example, lines between the brows. And, and certainly uh, it's personal choice to do something about that. But it's really the lifestyle at home self-care practices that I truly believe in see make some of the biggest impact on the way that we age. So I think she probably had a pretty steep drop off of collagen after say she lost her unborn child at six months of age. That hormonal impact on her skin was probably quite profound and the emotions around that 
and also maybe getting back into some of her previous addictions. Like we have to be not so harsh on these individuals. We have no idea what's really going on in the background. And I actually really don't like doing celebrity plastic surgery videos. <laughs> I, I don't know why I just, you guys here on, on YouTube love it. So at least I'm going to give information that I feel like could be uh, helpful for you to know about. So if you are looking for more customized guidance as to what could help you with your aging process, don't be a stranger. Reach out to me at rachelvarga.ca and even send me a direct email, info at rachelvarga.ca for me to help you learn how to age smarter. What you do at home, again, day in and day out, it's like living a healthy lifestyle. You don't want to just live healthily once a month or once a week. You got to do the work every single day. And that really does encompass the, the aspects of body, mind, spirit, and energy. This is so obvious to me after performing nearly 20,000 procedures over the last 10 years, that certain clients are aging like a freaking rock star, a healthy rock star. You guys have heard me say that because usually rock stars have a pretty hard life. You know, they're on stage. There's usually a lot of drugs, and alcohol and things like that. So I'm happy to answer a couple of questions. There's a number of you who have hopped on live here. So just simply leave a question in the comment section down below. And I'm happy to jump into a question here. Uh, okay, so someone just asked a question from YouTube, AC, off topic, but do at-home microcurrent devices like Fourier Bear or New Face disturb Botox? Well, this is a very interesting question, and microcurrent has been on the market for quite a while. How microcurrent works is it actually creates uh, a change in the, the channels of accepting things like hyaluronic acid or different growth factors or peptides actually deeper into the skin cell in an effort to tell the skin cell to, you know, make more collagen and elastin and behave optimally. Um, will it affect things like neuromodulators? I can't speak to that. You'd have, I have to speak on things that are backed by research. So I don't think I've ever actually seen an academic paper looking at potentially the disruption of a microcurrent uh, treatment done on an area that's maybe recently been treated with neuromodulator. So for example, lines between the brows, around the eyes, things like that. Uh, but in general, um, tuning in here, this isn't medical advice, it's educational information only. But you must uh, actually stay upright for four hours after having neuromodulator. You don't want to be massaging or manipulating the tissue because that could potentially um, make the neuromodulator migrate. So I definitely um, would make sure you follow your practitioner's uh, advice on that. If you book a consult with me, I'll clearly get into a little bit more in-depth uh, information that I will for free here on these um, public platforms. So Earth Moon Stars from YouTube has popped in here. That is a really cool name. I love that. That name actually beats the best. It, it's the best name I've seen in a comment here. Okay. Do I have a video on lip filler or any advice getting lip filler? Um, do I actually have a video on it? Well, one of the things I will say is I don't actually post any live treatment videos on social media. And you will see that some of the top plastic surgeons and board certified aesthetic nurses across Canada and USA have actually pulled all of their live injectable content off the internet. And when I was at a conference last year, we actually all kind of as a whole decided that this was best because of the issue with at home DIY 
injectables. We didn't want people looking at some of our content and then trying to copy it and do it at home. If you if you just look on YouTube, DIY injectables, you will literally see people sharing videos of themselves injecting their faces with injectable products that they bought off really shady third-party websites that, you know, you probably got a virus when you were on that website and they're counterfeit products for the most part. So just like getting that counterfeit designer handbag, for example, the same thing goes with pretty much everything is a knockoff now. So no, I do not have a video showing a lip filler. And oh, by the way, I do feel like Demi Moore may have actually had a lip lift because her mid lip is is certainly the the distance from her nose to her upper lip is a little bit shorter. So I would speculate that that was probably also done when she maybe had her facelift. My advice for getting lip filler. Well, I'll be totally honest with you. I actually haven't had lip filler for probably about, I want to say like at least three to five years. It's been a while. And one of the things I really like about keeping the lips looking smooth and plump and maintaining the collagen is actually, I have it right here. I dermal roll my lips. So if you want information on dermal rolling, just book a consult with me at rachelvarga.ca. But I literally dermal roll right over my lips. And I even use a lip moisturizer with sunscreen daily, all of the time. And there's also laser treatments that I can recommend that can go straight over the lips themselves to promote collagen. So to be completely honest with you, actually applying lip filler in my type of practice that I do, I have to do a lot less of it, especially when we think about women in their 50s and 60s. Yes, we want to maintain a hydrated look to the skin without creating the duck lip. So I've kind of come across a really sweet approach to um, improve the lips without overfilling them and making them look overdone or ducky, just basically creating a smooth, hydrated look. And that can be achieved with many different types of approaches and different types of lip fillers as well, which may be quite different than what you've been traditionally seeing on your Facebook, uh, Instagram, and YouTube here. That was a really great video. But yeah, side sleeping on your lips is also something that if you're side sleeping or sleeping on your face, that is going to basically squish your face and contribute to vertical lip lines. So if you're side sleeper, stop doing that. Check out my video on the Envy pillow, which will help to prevent facial compression. Those are some really great questions. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the Rachel Varga official Facebook page, YouTube channel, and also on the podcast and hit the bell so that you know when I go live next. Love to hear from you. Again, don't be a stranger. Book a one-on-one session with me where I can spend an hour with you going through what you could do at home and in clinic and create a complete plan for this no matter where you are in the world. I have clients all the way from USA, Canada, UK, all across Europe, Indonesia, Bali, Australia, New Zealand, South America, Iceland. Literally people are Um, really kind of digging this different approach to aging that I've really feel like I've kind of nailed and preaching it from the mountaintops in case you haven't noticed. So we want to do the least invasive things so that we can avoid things like a facelift and like things like dermal fillers. And but but they do always serve a place and things like that. So if you, by the way, uh, just a little PSA on skin health, if you 
if you have something on your face that is, you know, flaking or red or kind of like scabbing, it keeps coming back. I really want you to get that looked at by your physician, a licensed physician, licensed board certified physician, because uh, there's actually this whole thing about fake docs actually right now. It's, it's huge when I see my colleagues actually sharing in some of their journals, the numbers of individuals across the US who are actually posing as fake doctors. I kid you not. But anyways, what I was getting at, I want you to get any skin changes looked at by your physician. And uh, just to prevent things like, you know, an undetected skin cancer turning into something else, because uh, the skin's our largest organ, guys. And what we do to it day in and day out definitely impacts us. And Earth Moon Star says, thank you. You are so welcome. Again, you have the best name I've ever, ever seen. We had another question from Angie Palmer get in here. Should facial cleanser be used in the morning to help absorption of skincare products post shower? Or would that be too drying to the face or just water be enough? Sweet question. I actually have another video on cleansing and my cellular water, my thoughts on them. Do you need it? Do you not need it? Do you, should you double cleanse? Uh, I definitely feel like you should use a really good cleanser morning and night. I can make a recommendation for a paraben-free, phthalate-free, artificial dyes, fragrance-free, and not tested on animals cleanser that still foams, takes off your makeup, and it actually uses a coconut surfactant, and it's from the UK. And just so you know, products that are coming out of the UK actually have the, um, the, the least amount of toxic ingredients in them. U U.S., same with like food and cosmetic products. They're not as strict. Canada's a bit stricter, but UK is the strictest. So one of my favorite clients was actually from the UK. So Angie, just reach out to me. You got my email, info at rachelvarga.ca. But do not just wash your face with water because water isn't actually pH balanced to the skin. And you do want to, when you're cleansing, get off things like dirt, oil, debris, dead skin, pollution, cosmetic creams, and makeup. In the evening, do a double cleanse so that you're just washing the face. So splash of water isn't enough. And the reason I say this is because I've worked with a number of clients, especially in their 40s to 60s, that complain of sensitive skin, diffuse redness. And usually what's missing is they're just really not hitting the marks on cleansing, moisturizing, sun protection, and exfoliation. So if you go to rachelvarga.ca, you'll see a little pop-up, get on my newsletter. And the first thing you're going to get is my five steps to sophisticated skin. You're here to stay on the straight and narrow with me. That's my job. And I'm so thrilled that all of you guys hung out with me today. It's my pleasure to assist each and every one of you taking this journey with me. Be kind to celebrities. They're people too. Imagine if someone found a, a picture of you and started ripping your face apart. How would you feel? We are all one. So how we react to others is actually a direct reflection of how we care for ourselves and react to ourselves. So be kind, everybody. Love you so much. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And Angie Palmer, it is my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.